You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning. We're back to the show. On Real Presence Live here from Rapid City, South Dakota. I'm Father Brian Christensen. I'm Karen Kibis. I'm the pastor here at the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help. I'm not even a parishioner. You're not even a parishioner. <laughs> Where are you at? You're up in Sturgis. Yes, I'm a, I'm a dual parishioner. You're a dual parishioner. Yeah, I'm a parishioner. You bilocate I on do. Sundays. I do. I, I'm a parishioner of St. Francis of Assisi in Sturgis and Immaculate Conception in Church in All Rapid right. City. Beautiful. So you guys, uh, how do you split up your time? We go every other week to Mass and we actually uh-huh. We stay in Mass in Sturgis, but we go to the Latin Mass every other week that Father Bartholomew offers in Sturgis. And then on the other week, we stay in Sturgis for the English Mass. And I have to tell you, the reason why we do that is because last year, I started to teach the Confirmation class in Sturgis. And they'd never really seen me at Mass all that often in Sturgis. Who's that lady? To the Latin Mass all the time. And so... They pretty much doubted I was like, do you even go to this church? Do you belong to this church? Are you even Catholic? And I'm like, okay, I got to show up. So that's why we go every other week. And I'm a dual citizen. Are you still doing uh, confirmation up there? I am. All right. How's that class going? They are a great group of kids. Yeah. They are very much um, on fire for God and asking me, can I go to confession or do I have to wait until it's our class's time? No, Father hears confessions every Saturday afternoon at 3.30. <laughs> there you go, there you go. So yeah, no, we have good. our confirmation coming up here this Sunday here at the cathedral. Oh, yeah. nice. Ours so. isn't until April, so we just yeah. just got started. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. Well, um, I'm Father Brian Christensen. I'm here with Karen Gibis, Real Presence Radio Live. Real Presence Live. Live. <laughs> You'll get it. On this feast of St. John, John Paul, Paul II. II, John Paul II, uh, amazing uh, pastor um, and priest and a great example to so many of us. Um, we're joined this morning here in our studios high <laughs> above Cathedral Drive. Father's office. Yes. Uh, with Father Ed Venorni. Good morning, Father Ed. Hi. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. So I had mentioned before the break that I think you're on your third uh, third uh, retirement. Is that true? And or? it's working now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it finally stuck. <laughs> because Father Ed, you were called out of uh, out of retirement twice. Is that correct? Yes. What happens? I mean, uh, you had retired when? When was your first retirement? When I turned seventy, mm-hmm. which was. A which was ago? well six years ago. Six years okay. ago. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how old you are. I can't. And we had a huge celebration. Yeah. Where were you at the time? <clears throat> right here. You were here at the cathedral. Yep. Okay. So you got retired at seventy. Yep. Big celebration. And I have the letter signed by Bishop Gruce, proving that I was retired. <laughs> <laughs> but then, six months later, he came knocking on my door. Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> what did he want? What did he want to know from you? If I would, uh, I think, head up to Lemon at that time. Okay, to take a parish in the town of Lemon. Yeah, Just way cover, up on the South Dakota North Dakota border, right? Yes. Yeah. Half the town is on, is in North Dakota, in fact. Yeah. 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 To cover for Father Tony when he went on sabbatical. All right. So it was just going to be a temporary Yep. So I was there for four or five months. All right. Then did you retire again? Then I retired again. Came back to the cathedral? 
Yes. All right. And how long did you have retirement then? Maybe six more months. Six more months. <laughs> then the vision. And he knocked on the door again. <laughs> and then we needed coverage in the Buffalo, Harding County. And that was only going to be for a year or so. Is that right? Or yeah, yeah. How long did you spend in uh, in Harding County? Four years. Four years of your retirement in Harding County. <laughs> I, I think so. you, if you, this time, you probably should move to where a bishop can't find you to knock on the door. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, possible. You know what? What keeps ringing in my ears every time I, I I think about retirement, and and I've mentioned it to a lot of my family that <clears throat> when I was ordained a priest. I was a priest forever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that kind of <laughs> rings in the back of my mind constantly that I can't really ever step out of these shoes. Yeah. No, that's very so, beautiful. And if uh, if our listeners can't tell, Father Ed is filled with great joy, and he's got a big <laughs> smile on his face all the time. Um, and he's generous. He's been super generous to the service of the church, and as you said, Father Ed, uh, a priest forever. But let's yes. go back. We talked a little bit about Woo, your, way right back. your would-be <laughs> retirement, uh, but let's talk about let's talk about um, the call to priesthood um, and your journey uh, towards ordination. So, let's. Where did you grow up, and when did you first sense the call to priesthood? I grew up in the Saint Laborious Parish in Polo, South Dakota. Polo, South Dakota. So that's East River, South Dakota. Yep. All right. I wonder if anyone's ever heard of St. Laborious. Um, you, I would be hard-pressed to tell you anything. I know very anything. little about him. Except <laughs> I would be hard-pressed to tell you anything about him. He was a bishop in, in Germany, I believe. Okay. And, the, and it was a German parish, and that's why they named him. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that way. <laughs> so I grew up there on a farm, one of nine children. I'm the oldest son. I have an older sister and a younger sister. Okay. And in between those two, there are seven boys that came along. Wow. God bless your mama. No God kidding. God bless our mama and daddy. Yes. <laughs> uh, my first call to priesthood, it happened twice. Okay. Uh, when I was in the eighth grade, I had this thought I don't know whoever shared it with me, that I was the oldest son in the family, therefore I should be a priest. Huh. I just thought that was the way it went. So I went to my parents and I, I told them that I, I thought maybe I should, I should be a priest. And they thought so too. <laughs> so I went the idea to the, they went to our pastor, who happened to be an oblate of Mary Immaculate, religious priest. And he got me in contact with their seminary down in Carthage, Missouri. So within about a year, when I was a freshman, he got me signed up to enter their seminary. And as I recall it then, there was no discussion about what I thought of my being called to be a priest. How did I feel about it? They just they just sent me down there, and I went. And you went in high school? Yes. Okay, so high school seminary So I spent six Missouri. years. Finished high school with them, two years of junior college, and I, I 
did their year novitiate. Okay. So I was brother. Was that, was that all down there in Carthage, or did you go other elsewhere? Part of it was up in Belleville, Bellevue, North uh, Illinois. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just outside of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So as I, <clears throat> so in the end, I was brother at Venorni, but at at the end of that novitiate year, I it it, it was a year of silence, uh, like a year long retreat. And it was meant to be a time of discernment, to really look at this calling and this vocation. And I decided, nope, this really isn't for me. Mm-hmm. And plus, I wasn't—I didn't feel ready, so I, I dropped out, went okay. back home. What did you do when you got back home? You went back home to Polo. Yep. How did the family receive you? Was that hard, or was it they were supportive? There was never anything much said. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But years, years and years, years later, as my mother is getting older, and I and I did enter the seminary again and become a, a priest finally, uh, I, I did get to visit with her a little bit. And she said, yeah, that, that, that really was a struggle for for her and, and, and my dad okay. to, to know that I would drop out after six years yeah, of yeah, studying. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay, tough. so you return home. Well, now what? Looking at a career. I wasn't sure what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I worked as a farmhand for neighboring farmers, for uh, throughout the, that that first winter, and then the next summer I decided, because <clears throat> in my novitiate year I had, <clears throat> I had worked in a. A summer camp with kids with mental retardation. Okay. And I liked it. So I decided, I think that's my career. I'm going to work in the field of mental retardation, developmental disabilities, special education. Went back to college at Northern in Aberdeen, got my degree, and spent the next 20 years teaching special education. All right. Um, during those during those uh, years uh, um, of kind of of, uh, of study and did the did the idea of priesthood ever arise during those years or nope not at all not at all I fell completely in love with special education and working with kids with developmental right. disabilities it just you uh, you also have kind of a, a musical uh, ability and background when did that come about was that in high school was that in the novitiate was that later on in life my year of novitiate there were two other brothers that played guitar and i thought i think i would like to do that so one of my brothers bought me a guitar and sent it down to me at the novitiate and uh I borrowed a book of chords from somebody. I learned how to play all these chords on guitar. And most of my music that I, I learned to play is done by ear. I don't, done read, by ear. I don't read any music. I don't know notes. Kinda. I know none of that. Well, we're visiting with Father Ed Venorni, retired priest three times of the Diocese of Rapid City, um, and kind of exploring his call to priesthood, which is very unique. Um, he he uh, was in the novitiate for the Oblates of Mary Immaculate, and then uh, farmhand, then school, and fell in love with um, special education. But when we come back from the break, we'll find out that he didn't only fall in love with educating young people. We'll be right back from Rapid City. 
This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Of course, for the faithful and also for those who are maybe, maybe even those who are on the fence or who aren't even Catholic, it's a wonderful opportunity where you're just kind of browsing the radio and then all of a sudden, hey, what's this? And I've heard a number of stories of uh, even non-Catholics and somebody who's maybe been Catholic, but they kind of fell away from the faith and kind of they're, they're kind of secretly listening to Real Presence Radio as they drive to work or as they're a farmer and they're out in the fields and just kind of how they have been inspired by the truth of the gospel and our many uh, good speakers um, on the radio uh, sharing the truth of Christ and, uh, and His mercy. And, and of course, uh, for the faithful, um, probably the majority of who are listening to Catholic Radio, um, we're always built up um, through the gift of the gospel. This is Connie Paintner from Blessed Sacrament in West Fargo. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning from the Black Hills of South Dakota. I'm Father Brian Christensen, and I'm here with Karen Gibis. Um, we're your co-hosts this morning on Real Presence Live. What a great day. It is a beautiful sunny day. It gets a little trite, but I don't get tired uh, of enjoying the, <coughs> the, the great beauty. weather and yeah. the view and the beauty of uh, western South Dakota. We're talking here with Father Ed Venorni, uh, priest of the Diocese of Rapid City, who's been sharing with us uh, his vocation story and just talking mm-hmm. about uh, his now movement into his career after college, having left the... OMIs and discernment with them uh, and moving into special education yeah. um, and just really loving it. Where, where were you uh, serving in special education? What schools? My first job was in Belcourt, North Dakota on the Chippewa Indian Reservation. Is that way up north? Uh, oh, it's on the Canadian, Canadian border. border. Yeah, it's, yeah. Way up. <clears throat> it's way up there. Right next to the International Peace Gardens. All right. Yes, yes. Yep. And how long were you there up in Belcourt? Four years. Four years? Four years. Then what? Just loved it. You loved it up there, yeah. Then we decided that uh, we would like to move back to South Dakota to be closer 
to our families. So All right, stop right there, Father. Yep. Who's we? You went from Who's I. We? You went from I to we. So can you help? <laughs> How uh, did that happen? Help our listeners and help us here Good understand who's, who's the we. Uh, I also fell in love with another way. Uh-huh. <laughs> My freshman year at Northern State University, uh, met a gal named Linda James, mm-hmm. whom we nicknamed Jesse James. Jesse. So she was always Jesse to me. Anyway, we fell in love enough to where we decided, let's get married. So we did. All right. My sophomore year in college, we got married at the Newman Center at Northern State University. Then what? So I'm married. You got married. My, you got married. You finished college. So finished college. We is you my, and Jesse. That my go up senior year, uh, we also had our first child. Okay. We had a daughter born in April of that year. And uh, mid-May, after I graduated... We packed up our cars, and a bunch of us, friends and I, and us, we moved us up to Belcourt, North Dakota, and we spent four years up there. While we were up there, our second daughter was born, uh, Holly. Oh, first daughter is Deb, and uh, so I'm I'm also a daddy. Daddy of two girls. Daddy of two girls. Two two women today. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's that's beautiful. Um... So, uh, during this time, uh, you moved back to South Dakota? Yep, back to Wabay, South Dakota, okay. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was near Watertown, mm-hmm. which is where my ex-wife, Linda, Jesse, was from. Okay. So, we were close to their family. And while we were in Wabay, uh, troubles with the marriage, uh-huh. and things just did not get worked out right, and we opted for a separation... Um, and in that situation, my ex-wife also decided that she was going to go for a divorce. So we did. And uh-huh. There was no reason. Must have been to. a really tough time. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I... I opted for marriage counseling two or three different times. And uh, she would never agree to it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, which it just—it's still—it still troubles me that. Sure. Because I'll—I'll sure. uh, I'll mention this one other thing is that after our divorce, uh, she tried marriage three more times uh-huh. and divorced three more times. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So four divorces, four marriages. And uh, I just, yeah. I just wish some counseling could have been done, and we could have sure. found a way to uh, make this work. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> uh, but it sounds like you know, for uh, in God's strange, mysterious ways, that He had a plan for you. Yep, He sure did. So, <laughs> um, where did you where did you go next? After Wabay, after the divorce, uh, I opted to leave elementary, junior high, special education. Because um, I really, after, I, I had worked for a while at the Redfield State Hospital and School, which is uh, was the institution in the state for all people who were mentally retarded. Uh, 
children on up through their adult years. And I really liked working with the adults. So I went into uh, a field of special education working with adults with developmental disabilities and mental retardation in uh, an adjustment training center, kind of like Black Hills Works okay. here in Rapid yeah. City. And that was in Redfield itself? or Nope, that was in Winter. Winter. I moved okay. to Winter and took a to job Winter. there and spent the next 13 years doing that. And it's in Winter that the call came along. Okay, and uh, at some point, uh, at some point, you must have gone through the annulment process. Yep. Okay. Did it happen right away, or did that happen later down later. the road? Okay. Because for most of my divorce years, I felt very strongly that my marriage was truly valid. Right. I was married in the church. And it was going to be married for the rest of my life. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I just never wanted to go after an annulment because I didn't want to do that to myself. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> d- during my years in winter, there were people in the parish there that year after year after year, they kept coming after me saying, <laughs> Mr. Ed, that's what they called me, Mr. Ed. You have so many gifts, your involvement in the church, your music, your involvement in the community. You ever thought about being a priest? You have all the stuff. (laughs) So after a while, uh, it it just got to be too much. Father Arne Carey was a pastor there for a while. He did this called My Name program. So he did that in the parish. People filled out a card and wrote a name of a person who they thought should be a priest or, or religious. And we did that one weekend. Father Arnie called me one Sunday afternoon, said, Ed, you need to come over here to the parish rectory. I need to visit with you about something. So I did. And he said, we did the call by name. Here's all the cards. Whose name do you suppose came up 99% of the time? <laughs> Yours. <laughs> So I, so I, I, uh, I, I went to a weekend in, in uh, I think it was in Sturgis with Bishop Charles. He was doing uh, one of those Andrew dinners. Or? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Where lots of people were talking about different vocations, and I went to that. And as I was driving home, I felt very strongly that this is perhaps where my life should be headed, priesthood. And I, I, I remember very clearly stopping at the side of the interstate saying, God, if you're really serious about this, I'm going to say yes. Mm. But don't come to me three or four years down the road <laughs> and then tell me, nah, I don't want you. Because I'm going to be really ticked off. <laughs> <laughs> That's honest prayer. That's honest prayer. Could you share, I mean, uh, obviously with the, the trajectory of your life up until this point when you went to Sturgis for this mm-hmm. Andrew dinner, um, you've had a lot of experience and a lot of... Yeah. Um, how old were you at that time? 41. 41. Okay. Yeah. Did, that, did it ever say like, no, I can't do this. I'm too old for this or... Yeah, <laughs> and I, I shared those thoughts with uh, a lady in uh, Winter, Rosalie Ernest, mm-hmm. just a really good friend of mine, 
we we did confirmation classes together. I told her I I just I I really wonder if I want to go through with this because I I'm just I'm just too old for this. <laughs> and she said, "Mr. Ed, look at it like this. You're well-aged, well-seasoned, and well-educated." You've got it made. <laughs> no kidding. Well aged, well aged, well seasoned, and well educated. So there I went. All right. Well, praise be Jesus Christ. Um, when were you ordained? When? When? Yeah. yeah what's your 1998. Ordained? 1998. I was 53 years old. 53 oh, wow. years Holy old. Holy smokers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seems very young now, doesn't it? Uh, yes, it does. It does yes, seem very young. So, um, no, how beautiful and a beautiful, joyful uh, priesthood Boy, uh, that it has you been. shared uh, with the diocese. And you continue to share. You're active here in our parish at yep. the cathedral. I, I really You're want to out be. and about. Uh, you've been spending over, over a year with the Benedictine sisters out at St. Martin's, yep. serving them, and you continue to help out in so many beautiful ways here. So uh, thank you for your joy. And I'm a fanatic for card playing. He's Woo! a fanatic for card oh. playing, and I promised you to be able to say something about your old parish up there. What do you have to say? Oh, St. Anthony's Buffalo is having their annual bazaar on November 7th. November Sunday. 7th up in Buffalo, Buffalo, South Dakota, Harding, Harding County. County. Yes. Everybody should come. Everybody, Everybody should come. Everybody should come. <laughs> and they should and buy I'm a selling, raffle ticket. I'm selling raffle tickets for $10. There you so go. Call Father Give Ed. me a call. Give Father Ed a call. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, yes. I really appreciate it. Thanks for your yes uh, to Jesus Christ. Thanks for your joyful service. God bless Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Bring us back. Uh, after, come back and join us after the break here on Real Presence Live. We have a great discussion with two priests from across the country on John Paul II, our great saint. See you after the break. 